Welcome, listeners, to the Radical Life Support podcast series on the ABCs of the Attributes of God. We are so glad you're joining us today. As always, we start with our quote from A.W. Tozier that says, What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Studying the attributes of God radically changed my view of God, and I pray it is changing your view of God, too. Today, we're going to talk about the letter Y. God is Yahweh. Now, Yahweh is God's name. It's not an attribute of God. But in the Old Testament times, a name wasn't just a way to provide identification of someone. For example, my name's Robin, and when you refer to me and talk about me, you say Robin, you don't say Debbie. But in the Old Testament times, a name could also describe a person's character or disposition, such as Naomi changed her name to Mara, which meant bitter, because that's how she was feeling in her life after the loss of her husband and sons. Jacob meant deceiver, but when God later changed his name to Israel, he did it to elevate the status of his character and the position he held in God's kingdom. Yahweh is a divine and sacred name. It is a name only used for the one true God, the self-existent living God. Psalms 148.13 says, Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is excellent. And the word the Lord there is Yahweh. God stands behind his name with full force and truth, and he is zealous of his name. The Jewish people feared uttering the name of God. They took God's third commandment not to misuse or take the Lord's name in vain very seriously. Since the old Hebrew had no vowels and only consonants, Yahweh was spelt Y-H-W-H in all caps. Without the vowels, the chance of mispronouncing God's name was at risk. So the Jews considered it unpronounceable and incommunicable. As a substitute then, they often used the name Adonai, which means Lord and Master also. When you see the name Lord in all caps in a verse, that probably is a translation for Yahweh. Without going into too much detail, and you can study this more on your own, but when vowels were introduced, the most accepted way to pronounce the word was Yahweh. It has also been pronounced as Yehovah in Hebrew, and it later was converted to Jehovah. Yahweh or Jehovah is the name of God that he uses of himself. What makes it so special, though, is that Yahweh is a name that God uses to relate to us. It's a name he uses to relate to humanity. It's a covenant-keeping name between God and man. And even more personally, it's a name God uses to communicate with his own people and a name used when in relationship with the people he loves. He gave us that name. He defined his name for us so that we could better understand who he really is and all of his attributes. It is a holy name, an eternal name, and a name that holds great might and power. God has many names in the Bible. He reveals himself to us through his names. Each name describes God's central personality, nature, being, or character. Yahweh or Jehovah is also used in compound form with other divine names. The compound forms of the divine name emphasize the various ways in which the Lord relates to us, and we will discuss them as we reveal God as Yahweh through the Word, through creation, through Jesus, and in our hearts. How does God reveal himself as Yahweh through the Word? 
Through this section, I will be referencing information I received on the Blue Bible Book website from an article by Don Stewart, Why is God Called Yahweh? or Jehovah. And I apologize in advance for any mispronunciations of God's names. There are 270 plus names between God and Jesus. We are only going to go over a few common ones, and you are going to get a bit of history lesson on how God uses names to reveal himself. Let's start with Exodus 3, 14. God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites, I am has sent you. I am is God's name. God's name here encapsulates the full depth of who he is. He is I am. He's the one and only true God. He's God of all gods. It describes the eternal supremacy of all he is over all others in the universe. No one holds a name greater than I am. No one holds a name greater than his name. Yahweh and Jehovah means Lord, Master, which denotes the omnipotence of God, that he's absolute ruler. It occurs in the Old Testament 6,519 times. This name is used more than any other name of God. Yahweh is the promised name of God. While Yahweh was first used in Genesis 2, God did not reveal himself as Yahweh until Exodus 3. Verse 15 says, God furthermore said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial name to all generations. Yahweh and Jehovah are names only used with those God has a relationship with. So it's not used by the other nations. It was only used between God and Israel. It's very personal. It describes how personal he is, how able he is to take care of them, and how all of his attributes are available to them if they would believe and follow his loving ways. It also suggests specifically to become known. So this denotes a God who wants to and who does reveal himself unceasingly to his people. So, as I said, Yahweh and Jehovah is used in combination with other names for God. And here is an example of some of them. They're called compound names. Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord will provide or the Lord has seen. It occurs only once in Genesis 22:14 when God provided a ram as a substitute sacrifice for Abraham to use instead of his son Isaac. There's Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace, or the peace of the Lord. It occurs only once also in Judges 6.24. It was the name of an altar built by Gideon. Shalom means to be complete or sound, and it is translated as peace or absence from strife. God is Jehovah Sabbath, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of powers. It occurs over 285 times. It can be translated as the Lord of Armies. His name denotes his universal sovereignty over every army, both spiritual and earthly. God is the king of all heaven and earth. He brings the hosts into existence. Psalms 46, 7. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Psalms 24, 10. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Exodus 5, 3, the Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. God reveals this to us to show us that his divine power is available to meet the need of the Lord's people. Then there's Jehovah Shammah, 
the Lord is there, the one who is present. It occurs only once in Ezekiel 48:35, and it is a symbolic name for the earthly Jerusalem. The name indicates that God has not abandoned Jerusalem, leaving it in ruins, but there will be a restoration. He has a name called the Lord our righteousness, which means to be stiff to straight or righteous in Hebrew. He is also Jehovah Ra, the Lord my shepherd. The Lord shepherds me. Most commonly known from Psalms 23.1, a shepherd is one who feeds or leads his flock to pasture. It can be translated also as friend or companion, so you can say, the Lord is my friend. This indicates the intimacy God desires between himself and his people. We have Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals, the Lord your healer. It also means to restore, to heal, to make healthful in Hebrew. God is the great physician who heals the physical and emotional needs of his people. He's Jehovah Nisi, the Lord my banner, the Lord my miracle, the Lord is my refuge. I found it how interesting it is how many of his names only occur once, as does this one also in Exodus 17:15. Moses, recognizing that the Lord was Israel's banner over which they defeated the Amalekites, he builds an altar and he names it Jehovah Nisi. This was used to give the soldiers a feeling of hope and a focal point, and that is what God is to us, a banner of encouragement. He has a name that is the Lord who sanctifies you, the Lord who makes holy. Sanctification is the separation of an object of a person to the dedication of the holy. So it can be translated as the Lord who sets you apart. L is translated as God, and it is used in conjunction with other words to designate various aspects of God's character. Other compound names occur with taking the name for God L and combining it with other names. El Olamin, the everlasting God, the God of eternity, the God of the universe, the God of ancient days. El Shaddai, all-sufficient one, Lord God Almighty. This refers to God completely nourishing, satisfying, and supplying his people with all their needs as a mother would her child. It denotes God who freely gives nourishment and blessing. He is our sustainer. El Elyon, the God Most High. It expresses the supreme sovereignty and majesty of God, and his highest preeminence. It can be translated as the most exalted God. Psalm 717, I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness. I will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. And there are other names like the Lord is Judge and the Lord is Mighty. I could go on and on, but I want to end this section which talks about Adonai again, which means Lord and Master. Adonai references God when used in the plural, but when used in the singular form, Adonai refers to a human Lord. It occurs in the Old Testament 434 times and 200 times in Ezekiel alone. In Deuteronomy 3.24, the combination of Adonai and Yahweh is used. O Lord God, you have begun to show your servant your greatness and your strong hand for what God is there in heaven or earth who can do such works and mighty acts as yours. What wonderful names God has given us. What wonderful names that he uses only with his people. It is so beautiful how he reveals himself to us through his names. We can rejoice in his names as described in Nehemiah 9.5. Blessed be your glorious name and may it be exalted above all blessing and praise. How does God reveal himself as Yahweh through creation? Two of God's names specifically declare his position as God creator. 
The first is Jehovah. Jehovah specifically is translated as the existing one or Lord. The chief meaning of Jehovah is to be or to exist. Many scholars believe that the most proper meaning may be Yahweh Asher Yahweh, which means he brings into existence whatever exists. Jeremiah 33.2, this is what the Lord says, he who made the earth, the Lord who formed it and established it, the Lord is his name. And Psalms 145.21 says, he who made the Pallades and Orion, who turns blackness into dawn and darkness into day, who calls for the waters of the sea and pours them out over the face of the land, the Lord is his name. And Amos 9.6 says, the Lord who holds his upper chambers in the heavens and has founded his vaulted dome over the earth, he who calls for the waters of the sea and pours them out on the face of the earth, the Lord is his name. The other name, Yahweh Elohim, is translated the Lord God. This title is used of God's relationship to humanity as creator, redeemer, and judge. It occurs over 2,000 times and is first used in Genesis 1-1, the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created. And in Genesis 2-4, it says, when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. God reveals that he is creator through his names. And as it says in Amos 5.8, let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. And Psalms 95.6 says, he is the Lord our maker. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. How does God reveal himself as Yahweh through Jesus? Jesus has so many names as well to reveal his divine nature and attributes. We will not go into depth here, for we will discuss them in the podcast series on the ABCs of the Attributes of Jesus coming up soon. First, though, Jesus' name was given by God to Joseph in a dream. Matthew one twenty one says, You are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Jesus means Savior, appropriately named for what he would do and how his life would be represented and remembered. In Acts 4.12, it says that there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. This indicates the eternal significance for us of the power of the name of Jesus. In Philippians 2.10, it says that God gave him the name that is above every name and that at that name, every knee will bow in heaven on earth and under the earth. In Matthew 1.23, it goes on to say that he will be called Emmanuel, meaning God with us. And while on the earth, many around him called him rabbi and teacher. We are told in scriptures to believe in the name of the Son of God. We can ask for anything in his name, and we can call on his name. Jesus' teaching and example showed how we are to treat the name of God. Jesus instructed on how to honor the name of God. In the Lord's Prayer, it starts, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, Matthew 6, 9. To hallow means to make his name holy, to set it apart, to be exalted as absolutely worthy. Jesus called God Father, too, which is a personal family name. And again, it's a name only people in relationship with God would use. When Jesus commissioned his disciples in Matthew 28, 19, he told them to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the name of the Son, and the name of the Holy Spirit. When we are baptizing in these names, we proclaim our relationship to God, to Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. How does God reveal himself as Yahweh in our heart? We should never take his name lightly. 
Leviticus 22.32 says, Do not profane my holy name. We are to treat his name with reverence and grave significance in our minds and hearts. Do not use it casually, flippantly, or in vain. Think before you speak. Guard your tongue. You will know you honor it correctly when your heart is pierced when you hear his name used disrespectfully. When you honor his name, you are showing him devotion, respect, and admiration. You are showing that God's name is of the utmost importance to you. People will notice when you do this. It's no small thing. If you use his name too informally, people won't believe that you really think God is worthy of such a high position in your life. But if you take his name seriously, people will see that your heart is fully committed and they will more likely believe your witness about God and Jesus, his son. Let me ask you this question. Who is God to you? When you pray, are you praying to an it or to a thing? I sure hope not. Because God is a person with a name who created you and loves you. Have you ever contemplated the deep and true meaning of his name? What does his name mean to you? Ask yourself, is he your most high God, all-sufficient one, maker, master, and Lord? Is he Yahweh to you? Is he your father? Is he your provider, shepherd, and friend? Is he your peace? God knows us by our name. Shouldn't we know him by his? Living a radical life for Jesus means believing that God is Yahweh. If you know of anyone who could benefit from hearing about God's exalted attributes, please share with your friends and family. Tell them that they can find us every Friday on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. They can subscribe to Radical Life Support on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or Google Podcast. We are coming up on our last episode of our series on the ABCs of the Attributes of God. We would very much like to get your input. Could you please contact us via email at rickandrobinmoe at gmail.com so we can forward you a short survey to find out what you like or recommend for improvement to our episodes. All survey responders will receive a document with several verses for each attribute of God that you can use in your daily devotions. Again, email us at, and this is one word, Rick and Robin Moe, R-I-C-K-A-N-D-R-O-B-I-N-M-O-E at gmail.com. Thank you. Your input is very important to us. Next time, we will be talking about the last letter of the alphabet, Z. Talk to you then. Thank you.